Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello guys and welcome to Access All Areas. I'm Bobby Norris. And I am Stephen Lang. Welcome everyone. How are you doing Bob? I'm really good, thank you, babe. Really good. How was your trip back home? It was lovely. It was it was um, it was really nice to spend some time with the family because I've only seen them briefly in the last uh, what six months. Well, since Christmas. Um, so it was really nice to get down there and see them all. See my nephews. Went to go pick them up from school and stuff. It was all very sweet. Had an absolutely giant Chinese meal on Saturday night. Uh, you know, standard visiting home situation. What, what about you? I saw, I watched the uh, the Tower show on Sunday night. You were uh, on good form. That snake scene, I was literally <laughs> peeing my pants because I don't remember that first time round. Um, yeah, it was a good one. It was, you know, it's so nice to sit there and even obviously I, I filmed that show, even to sit and watch it back on Sunday and kind of just see everyone else because we was all just doing it in our little groups and mm-hmm. what they thought of watching the show back. And it really was just like a trip down memory lane and so many moments that I'd forgot. But that snake, honestly, even watching it back takes me back to that place where it was, I mean, I know it sounds dramatic, but it was a very, very uh, horrific day for me. Where actually were you? It looked like, (laughs) was was it in a zoo or... So we'd gone to like a, a reptile place. So I think it right. looks, it's like a, a farm and then there's a reptile area. And I thought, well, I'm going to be brave. And I, and I looked at it and then the, I was going to try and put it around my neck. Well, they'd asked if I'd put it around my neck and that just was not happening. So the closer, and I thought, no, I've tried, tried. But you know, it's one of those things that the closer it gets. And like, I just kept thinking, no, do you know what? This, this ain't my Britney moment. Because <laughs> all I need is an anaconda around my neck and... Um, well, I just always fear the worst with a snake because you, he don't know he's filming a TV show. And if he gets the ump, if he's had a bad day, I mean, it, it can end quite bad. It certainly so can. I tried, but uh, I don't think I'm ever going to kind of be a reptile kind of guy. A snake charmer. Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> uh, no, it was really good, I thought. And it was funny because there's so many people who, not who had forgotten that were in the show, but because you haven't seen them for so long, it was like, oh my God. Like, even just the scene with um, Fern and Gemma and the diva ship stuff and all that, like, it just forgot, like, and and there's so many, like, classic moments. I think it was really good to kind of take that trip and and see, and also see people like Pete Wicks and, and, uh, you know, all these people, like, see what, see what, how their reaction to, to the things are done, because especially, Pete, especially in his relationship with Megan McKenna, was like fiery, wasn't it, back in the day? <laughs> Gosh, yeah, very, very explosive. And I hadn't actually realised, and I think they said it was a hundred, so it's kind of give or take around that, I might have that one, but I'm sure they said there's been a hundred cast members over the ten years. And you kind of thought, gosh, I can't actually believe that. Can't actually remember them all. <laughs> <laughs> but it just kind of shows you what a massive part of our lives watching that and, and being on it and... and growing with it and just the the reaction from the fans as well and social media was just so nice because I think people kind of just missed having that kind of TV show Mm. just kind of tune into it and zone out and I think especially what we've all gone through the last few months that's kind of it's what you want to be watching do you know what I mean I mean there's only so much like family guy we can handle (laughs) (laughs) I completely agree but there was there was one thing actually that that I saw and I was like I completely forgot about that, and this was to do with you, Bob. It was that swimsuit. I don't even know if that's what you can. 
what the ball protector you were wearing, basically. The schlong thong. The schlong thong. The schlong thong. I just, you know I just spat then, that was so... Um, yeah, Sorry, what, you only choked on you, the old... Do you, uh, lemon do you regret ginger. that, Bob? Do you regret that? Um, do, do you know what? Yeah, absolutely kind of regret that. And I, I live my life trying to not have regrets. And I think I regretted it the second I even put it on. Um, and it, it's one of them things that's kind of followed me and haunted me ever since. But the one thing that I can take from it, God rest her soul, before she passed, uh, was Joan Rivers talking about it on Fashion Police. So I yeah, it was on E! It was on America! Yeah, and I remember just getting messages literally from around the globe, like Australia, Greece, America, because, and quite rightly so, no one has ever seen anything like it. So I think everyone was a little <laughs> bit like, what is going on? But for that reason alone, the fact that even Joan Rivers had seen it, and of course she was going to slag it off, I mean, who would What did she say? What did she say about it? Oh, uh, she didn't love it. What was she <laughs> I think she had, oh, I can't even remember. It was definitely one of her one of her quick-witted kind of yeah. moments. She weren't really feeling it, but it was, uh, it was a moment in time. Um, as I say, though, it, it, it's a regret. But uh, I can kind of look back and laugh. But uh, oh, definitely. When I, when I see them clips of it, even now, I'm like, oh no. We like cringe. We like, no, I can't. I'm literally like that. How did I think that was all right to wear that in my bayer? And all I remember of that day was walking into because it was kind of like the the series opener, so yeah. I was in my bayer. And I was like, right, you, you're going to walk in with a couple of cocktails. Now, because mine was red, <laughs> I thought, right, I need daiquiris. I wanted to coordinate with the schlong mm. song, so obviously I had to be a dac in each hand. But then I'd had a lot of tip tape to kind of keep it in because you're kind of, you're relying on gravity, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And physics, to physics, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's, uh, well, there's hardly anything there to, to, keep, to keep the old boy in, you know? Yeah. And I remember thinking, even with all the tip tape in Essex, if, if there's a ping-off moment, I can't even drop the daiquiris and grab it in time because there must have been about, eight or ten paparazzi, all kind of oh shooting. My God. And I thought, that it's going to be one for the Daily Mail. Bobby's got his old boy out. But thankfully... Some Bobby's of Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it all stayed in place and uh, we didn't have to drop the daiquiris. And it kind of, it, it become a, it, it was a moment. It was a pop culture moment, Bobby. Pop culture. The, there's no the return of it. of it, though. It, it's one of them things that's well and truly put into into a bag, into a box, into a case, into a garage. And it, I'll keep it to look back on when I'm like 98 and old and grey. And I think, do you remember when I thought that was all right to wear in mobs? You might but... need a bit more material to hold yourself in at that age. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, but I mean, seriously, good on you. Even, I mean, I know it's years on now, but Christ, you, you're a brave, braver man than I would be to do that on television. Um, right, also, what was also amazing was, how, was just how different you do look, Bob. Well, I kind of, and seeing them old clips, I kind of thought, it's so weird. I think I was saying to you before, like, it really does feel like old school photos mm. to me. And when I do see it, I, I just think, gosh, I, I, I've aged. But... I don't I, think you have, though, Bob. Or if no, you have, it's like a fine wine. You look much better now than you did then. Oh, thanks, babe. I'll tell you, that's why I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was good, though. And, and, and I'm looking forward to the series starting, which will be this weekend, I think, won't it? Yes, yeah, Sunday, 9pm ITVB. From the off, let's face it, it's Essex. We wouldn't have it any other way. But we're back with a bang. And all I can say is I think drama kicks off from night one. Bam. That's, exactly, tower, what, exactly, that's <laughs> exactly what we want. 
Um, we, we've been talking for quite a few weeks, haven't we, about the Strictly lineup, and yeah. uh, finally it's been confirmed. Have you seen it? I have. I couldn't believe some of the people. Like, I think we're going to be in for quite a show. It seems uh, it's a right mixed bag. I, um, I, I really, I'm, I'm excited to see Clara Ampha. I think she's going to be really good. Um, and also uh, Jamie Lang, who, um, I, who actually we spoke to on the podcast here, um, uh, on his, speaking about his podcast on here. And uh, he was talking on there about how he was like a secretly uh, a, a really good dancer. So I'm kind of tipping him to do quite well. Um, then I think last week we mentioned Caroline Quentin. Um, she's going to be good uh, from Jonathan Creek fame. And then also Nicola Adams, who's going to be in the first same-sex couple, which I think is going to be really exciting. I think it's going to be so exciting to see that. And I kind of like that we've got, we've got a girl and girl this time. Obviously, we've seen the guy and guy doing Dancing <coughs> on Ice. So I kind of really like that we've kind of gone down, down that. And yeah. I really, I just think it's going to be a really good series, even with all, all the changes we're going to see. And I still can't kind of imagine it without the audience and everything. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I think pressure's on for them guys, but quite a, quite a strong little line-up. And, yeah. you know, it's like people always have their opinions from the off-going, all this, that and the other. But it's one of them things, like all them kind of big reality shows, is once they start, a couple of weeks in, we all become hooked and obsessed. Mm. And I can't wait to... I think it's really hard to call, to call, like, a finalist or a winner especially. But, like I say, I think Jamie, because he's probably... Well, he's had 12 months since he's injured. Yeah. I wonder if he's been secretly getting in a little bit of cha-cha-cha and a little bit of uh, tango, knowing yeah. that he's probably coming back. So I, I know if I was him, if I was him, I definitely would have been getting down oh, that dance yeah. studio, getting some practice in. Yeah, um, for the last year. I would then, have been in there every Tuesday night. <laughs> doing your ballet. Um, <laughs> I, do, I do think um, Nicola Adams... They posted a, uh, a video of her, I think it was on BBC, doing some TikTok dances. She's got some rhythm on her. So I do think uh, with the right partner and, and some good moves, I think she's, she's probably destined to do quite well. But yeah, it remains to be seen. And like, like we said before, it's going to be a special series and a bit shorter than the average because um, it's starting later. Um, Still no word whether there's a... I don't think there is a, a replacement for... Uh, Bruno is there yet? Is he just going to do as and when? Or they're still not really saying much? No, I don't think they have. I, they, I think he said he can't, he couldn't do the beginning, but he may be making appearances towards the end. I think everything's so up in the air generally with TV at the moment, isn't it? Um, yeah. That we can't really, we can't really tell. Um, but actually you mentioned um, the same sex couple on uh, Dancing on Ice, which is H, wasn't it? And have you, have you heard Steps are coming back? Oh God, I'm kind of living my best life. I mean, I was a Spice Boy and I was a Steps Boy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's made my week hearing it. Like, new music coming out. Yeah. Soon, isn't it, the new album? Yeah, in November. And then, uh, and then they're going on tour next year. I actually saw them when they did their little comeback in 2017 um, with that album. And it was, they were, I saw them in Kew Gardens. And it was such a good, like, classic old-school pop performance. You know, their songs really, like, do stand... The test of pop time, I think. Um, Absolutely. Nineties nostalgia. Do you reckon the tour will have some of the old school steps or will it be all new songs? Well, definitely if it was like their like their previous one, it was they did a complete it was like a greatest hits performance. But then some of their new stuff was really good as well. They did a had a song called Neon Blue, which is really good. And and their new single, uh, which is called What the Future Holds, um, is written by Sia. No. Of all people, yeah. Um, oh, it's got potential to be a banger of an album. Yeah, exactly. I, I think um, I'm excited to see uh, 
to see what they've got coming up. And also, they're touring with my favourite Sophie Ellis Dexter, so um, I will obviously be front row screaming. So you know, we need to go and get a couple of tickets to see it because I think it's going to be. I love a bit of nostalgia, mm, and I generally I think the nineties and that kind of whole era of pop is a moment in time. And like you say, it really has stood the test of time. And it's one of them that if you kind of put the shuffle on your phone or if you're in the car listening to it, when they're so easy to forget certain talk, and the minute you hear it and you like you're singing along, and you don't even know how you remember the words from ten, yeah, 10 yeah, twenty yeah. years ago. But exciting times. And if it's in true step style, I reckon we're going to have some proper new classics and tunes on the album. I really do hope so. And especially they've been work, yeah, working with people like Sia. I mean, she doesn't tend to put a foot wrong. So nah. uh, we shall see. Hopefully, maybe we could get one of them on the show here. We can have a little chat with them yeah. uh, uh, at some point in the future. But um, we do have an exciting lineup today, don't we, Bob? We really do. So we've got Love Island, Rosie Williams. Mm-hmm. It's going to be lovely to speak to her. I'm quite fine. She's got out a new range. Have you seen? Yeah. So she's got her own clothing range, hasn't she? But not like your 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 standard clothing range. She's um, doing business business clothing. Yeah, like white collar solicitor style kind yeah. of office wear. I think, which I Into think is going really kind of love that she's thought outside the box. So mm. excited to talk to her. We've got Geordie Shaw's Natalie Phillips. Mm-hmm. Fab. Although maybe not Geordie Shaw's anymore because it sounds like she's left. So uh, we're going to have to find out about that, aren't we? Yeah, we need to get a bit of tea there because mm. I wasn't sure if she'd be coming back if she won't. So I kind of, I've got faith she's going she's gonna to open up to us. I think, I think we'll find out a little bit. Fingers crossed. And then we're going to end with the amazing DJ Factoni. I know, right? He's like one of the most in-demand uh, DJs, uh, well, in the world, I guess. He he um, he did Brooklyn Beckham's twenty-first birthday just a, just a few weeks ago, and he's also done stuff with, I think, Madonna and Michael Jackson and and blah blah blah. So I mean, can you get any can you get any bigger than that? Really, he's like one of them people that I want to take to Prezzo's and say, do you know what, I'll get you uh, a seafood linguine. Anything you want. Um, anything you want. Do you want a garlic <laughs> bread? You can have it. And just talk to me and tell me everything. I think he's mates with Kate Moss. And like I say, he's done Brooklyn's birthday. So, I mean, there's going to be, there's got to be a lot of info there. I want a little bit of celeb goss, don't you, babe? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, hopefully he's up for the chat. I actually, funny enough, I listened to a podcast with him on not so long ago, um, where um, it was a BBC podcast where they were talking about sobriety because he's um, he's been sober now for I think well 15 years something like that it's a long time Um, so it's going to be quite interesting to hear how you can well it's probably the the assumption isn't it if you're a DJ then you're probably always like the last person to leave the party enjoying the drinks and everything um, but he obviously has managed to maintain a career while not doing that. And I think most people would think that the two go hand in hand. Um, and that was something that I learned from this podcast, listening to about the, his kind of journey. And it's interesting to be interesting to hear what he has to say about that, I think. Um, there, was, there was actually another little bit of celebrity news that I, that I forgot to, to bring up. Um, did you see uh, about Britain's Got Talent? And uh, Ashley Banjo's performance has had... Nearly, I think it's nearly 3,000 complaints now for referencing Black Lives Matter in it. Um, what do you think about that? I'm, I was a bit surprised that people yeah, were so upset. I, I don't know. I was shocked when I started seeing things online and on social media where there was becoming a bit of a backlash about it. And I think people like to be offended sometimes and they yeah. look 
they look to be offended. Whereas I think actually it's all about intent. And I have no doubt that the boy's intent was nothing but to try and reference it and in a, a positive way shed light on it on such yeah. a huge platform like BGT. That's what I completely agree. Um, well, I believe we have our first guest, Natalie Phillips from Hi. Geordie Shaw coming in. Natalie, are you there? Hi everyone, yeah, I'm here. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, really good. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, really appreciate it. Inside, my pleasure. Um, we, you've been at the centre of some drama, haven't you? I Always. guess you could say. Uh, what, what's going on? Have, have, have you left Geordie Shaw for good? What's happening? I have, yes. Yeah. So um, I've filmed now three series. Um, I did six. So that one was supposed to be an eight episode, uh, eight episodes. I filmed six episodes. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm 30 years old and a lot of the guys on there, like they're very young and don't get me wrong. I literally couldn't love them anymore if I tried. But it was just one of those things where I was like, you know, like you hit 30 and you're like, I just don't know whether, I don't know whether that's for me anymore. And like being famous and like kind of living that lifestyle is never, it was never the reason I did it. So I think for me, it was like, I kind of got what I got, what I wanted from it. Um, and, I, and, I, and I left, but it was just, it was, it was very draining and like we drink a lot and it's, it's a lot of film time and, yeah, it just wasn't for me. I, I think I, I definitely, I know I've made the right choice, 100%. Had you gone into that series half thinking that that would be your last? Yeah, I knew, I knew from, I kind of knew from day dot. So I think while I was in there, I was very much making decisions based on, um, so like a lot of the girls, for example, kind of depend on me a lot. Um, like, like emotionally, like I'm, I'm like the mom, I suppose. So emotionally, I found that like, Chloe, for example, said herself, like, she shouldn't really know what she was going to do without us there. Um, so I think whilst I was in there, I was kind of, like, preparing her for us leaving, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so I was kind of just, like, like every time I was talking, I was like, right, this is what you need to do. You need to do this. You need to do that. Rather than, like, right, you can depend on me to do this. So it's kind of just, like, making sure that they all had the, the tools to kind of move forward, like, themselves and all are honestly it was the best decision I've ever made doing Jory Shaw you know like I knew it was going to be tough but it was the best thing that I could have ever done and for that I'll always be eternally grateful. You say you say you, you didn't originally do the show to be to be famous or, or for that nah. so what, what did you do it for? Um, For, for me I've like there's, there's not really a, a prominent lesbian figure on reality tv there's not like there's a lot of there's a lot of them um, like like young women that are like bisexual or um, may have recently kind of come out or whatever, but there's not really like, I've been out since I was 15 years old. Mm -hmm. um, came out at 15, like knew very much then that that was, that was who I was. And it was a very tough decision back then for me to make. Um, so I think like it, it was more of me being able to kind of become someone that people could um, essentially, I suppose, look up to a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and to be honest, like, I've, I've done what I came to do. I've, I've now kind of got myself a bit of a platform where I can help other people um, in that way. And I do a lot of charity work and stuff now. And that was, that was always like my thing. Like, I've always just wanted to be able to help. So that's what, that's what I've done. It was never about, never about being famous. Famous without that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you kind of struggle with 
like the fame side of things, obviously after your first series and then the second, like when you're out and about and fans come up to you like for photos or to speak about the show, is that something that you find hard? Nah, I'm, um, I'm like, I think anybody who knows me knows I'm a really like, I, I, I'm ta my face is tattooed. I look, and I know how I look, I look a bit rough and ready, right? And I get that a lot but I'm the most approachable person in the world and I'm happy to talk. I literally talk unless I sleep. <laughs> so for me, it was like never, it was never a problem. Um, my partner actually sent us a day, she messages because I was talking to some guy and she was like, you literally never show up. Like, can, <laughs> can we go? Like, we're busy. And I was like, so I was, like, never ever, like for me, that's kind of what, what I always knew would happen. Um, so it was never, uh, nah, not bothered. I love it. But it is, it is, like you said, actually, like Geordie Shaw sp specifically is very mm. heavy on the partying, isn't it? And the drinking and, and all that side of it. Was that really one of the reasons why you decided to call it a day or was it other things um, or? Nah, I mean, it wasn't, there was, there was like, a, to be honest, there was, there was a lot of things like I went on my first two series and I filmed those two series um, in a relationship. Myself and my ex split up. Um, so I went in there single, and when I went in there, I kind of, I was like, right, okay, single, like, um, do, like, whatever, blah, blah, but I kind of, I've cut, I came out of the house, and I got straight in a relationship with someone, um, and that was kind of in the back of my mind, because we, we'd started dating and stuff before I'd gone in there, so that was also in the back of my mind, so it, it, the decision that I made was based on me knowing that I was ready to move forward, I was ready to take, like, take my life to a different, like, on a different path. And it wasn't the path of Jodie Shaw. Like I wanted to come out and um, get back to work. Like, I love. I work full time. I've just finished work and I've jumped straight on here. Um, so it was more like I'm just ready to just be normal again, I suppose. How did the other cast take it? I bet they was absolutely gutted when you told them, didn't they? Oh, they were. I think Chloe. I think Chloe probably took it the hardest. Um, myself and Chloe have gotten really close because we've, we've been through very similar situations. Um, obviously her split with her ex-partner and then me with mine and kind of coached each other through that a lot um, in and out of the house so it was kind of like she was my rock and I was hers so I, I think I was taking her comfort away from her a little bit which was to be honest if I was ever going to stay Chloe would have been my reason for staying um, but now nah, I think I think Nathan like I think Nathan knew I was ready to leave like Nathan knows me quite well and I think he knew I was ready to leave um, I think the girls probably took it harder than the boys because the boys are just boys and I like boys. And boys. <laughs> I think Nathan, Nathan read me really well and he knew I was going to leave anyway. He knew it was my time. Um, but yeah, I think Chloe probably probably took it the hardest. Um, but we see each other outside the house, so it's like that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's, 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 the good thing, it, like with Geordie Shore, is it's a short space when you're filming, but then yeah. if you're friends anyway, you would see each other, right? Yeah, we, see, we see each other like like fairly often. Like I said, I work six days a week, so um, and I've actually always worked either in and out of filming. So as soon as filming's finished, I've gone straight back to my full time job. Literally had a couple of days off to kind of um, sit in the dark room, get over your hangover. So room for a couple of days, and then I go back to work. Um, <laughs> So is there any other TV projects you would do? Like any other shows you'd be interested in? Or is that you and Telly kind of done now, babe? Um, I mean, I would never rule it out. It's not something I think if, if I was approached by the right kind of the right kind of thing, I suppose I, I probably would. I wouldn't I would never rule anything out, but I'm very much like a 
I'm just on the spot, like. I've got that many tattoos, and if you've seen all of them, you'd know I'm a very on-the-spot person. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a French Ferry sign on my knee, can you see it? <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Love that. That's so good. So, um, no, I think, I think if, the, if, the, if something came along that I thought would kind of benefit, um, maybe I'm more of kind of where it can benefit me in the long run. So if it can benefit us more in the long run, then it would be something that I would consider. Or if it would benefit the charities that I work with, then I would, I would always consider it. Yeah. So what charities are you working with? Oh, um, so I work with Centrepoint, which is a homeless um, charity in the Northeast. So they mm-hmm. uh, rehome a lot of the homeless in the Northeast. I've worked with them now for, this will be my second year. Um, I also set up my own little thing called Geordie Roo Christmas. So at Christmas, um, myself and one of the Geordie Shore cast members um, delivers Christmas presents to homeless kids in the, in the Northeast. Um, I work with a young girl called Lila who suffered 10 uh, brain tumours since she's nine. She's wow. suffered brain tumours pretty much all her life. Um, she's very much on her own little journey. So I work with her and her family to uh, raise awareness for for young people with brain tumours and stuff. Um, and with the money that we raise, we send other young people who've suffered the same um, the same way she has on little trips with the family and stuff. Um, I've been working with a young boy who recently has just gone to Singapore um, for cancer treatment. So we've been raising money for him. Um, what else? Oh, and I work for a mental health charity as well called Get Fit for Mental, uh, for mental Health. So basically, they um, put people on a fitness program to help them kind of develop the fitness as well as... Um, putting them through therapy so mm-hmm. it's it's good yeah it's really good I, I i didn't mean to like quite quite a lot of things but always busy always that's busy. good that's the best way to be and then also on, on top of that am i right in thinking you're a head you're a hairdresser barber yeah barber are. yeah uh, no so rest you, for the wicked no so are you will you just be going back to that full time now then I, i'm full time now yeah i'm back back cutting hair now yeah um went back as soon as as soon as the the lockdown was all, like opened up. I went straight back to work. I bet the Geordie Shore boys are going to miss you then because you won't be able to give them a little... I actually never used to cut the hairs. Did you so not? Like, nah, you can. That's my time off. Because <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't chuck you a fiver and say, go on, you just round the sides. <laughs> you think I'll give out freebies? <laughs> oh, well, I love you. <laughs> you cut so, your own hair. <laughs> today's World Suicide Prevention Day, which sadly yeah. I know affected you mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. near to you what would you say to anyone who might be listening to this that might be struggling or feeling in a dark place babe um i think obviously with uh with regards to that that's like sophie graden was obviously like a, a huge huge part of my life i was with her for a year um and that's kind of my first experience of it um obviously you hear stories and you, and you think oh god and and it's never close to home but then when it is close to home, it's it's um it's 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 all it's a feeling that I can't I can't describe and I don't think I'll ever be able to. Um I think for me, my main thing was always like it's okay and I and I hear so many people saying this, but it genuinely is okay not to be okay. Like I, I know personally I suffer myself from like anxiety and, and I, I get days where I feel like I don't want to leave and, and I'm very much a, a get up and go person but not everybody's like that and just know that there is there's a million different things that you can do to, to make yourself feel better. You've got your friends, you've got your family and I think being open and honest 
for me is it's the best route. It's the best path to go down. The sooner you open up and find someone, even if it's one person that you can confide in, the better. I think it's it's it seems to have hit Love Island particularly hard, doesn't it? The mm-hmm. the instances of of suicide. And do do you think that kind of instant fame can be bad for people? Um, I mean, for me, I've I I don't really know. I think um I, I personally I know that the treatment that I get from Jodie Shaw is quite a hard question. I think the the treatment that I get personally from Jodie Shaw is um like the, the support that we get is I honestly can't fault it. Mm. I literally like the team are amazing and I like and I genuinely mean that. Constantly like on call whenever we need them before. Is that after, even now is it uh, even now you've left? Even now, yeah. If I, if I called them now, the the phone would be answered like that. It's 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 hot. Um, so for me personally, all that I can comment on is the fact that I know that my support is there. Um, I think when with Love Island, it's very rapid, it's very quick, and you kind of dipped into it and then dipped out of it. Um, I think knowing, knowing Sophie, um, she, I think she, I think she did struggle, but whether that's anything to do with the show is it. I, I don't it's really hard know. Hard to know. Hard to know. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I wasn't but, suggesting it was just one thing, of no, course, because it's a, it's a combination it, of things. It, it, it probably is difficult. Like, it, it, it is. It's one of those things. Like, me personally, I'm quite a solid person, and I think it just depends on the person as to how they handle it. I mean, Bobby, you know yourself, like, you're a very, very familiar face, and it depends on you and how strong you are and how, how strong your support system is. And Sophie had a great support system, and it was just... I've got, yeah. I've got it tattooed on as it, it is what it is. And I think, I don't think I'll ever know the answers and yeah. don't know. Yeah, of course. What about, yeah. what about your family and friends? What did they make of it when you decided, when you announced you were doing Geordie Shaw? Were they a bit shocked? Because I know I actually have family in the Northeast in Sunderland and um, they're not fans of Geordie Shaw. Yeah, no one is. <laughs> there there's, there's, there is a lot of people. Well, that's the thing, right? So it's like, what, were they a bit shocked about, about it? Yeah, and, I think I'm like, when I'm out, like in Newcastle, I'm very well known for being a party animal hold my hands up I am I'm on it so I, think, <laughs> I, think my, I think my I think everybody kind of knew that that I, like that I would be mental on it so I don't think anyone was shocked or surprised in all fairness I think my behavior was pretty according um the one thing that my nan did say is don't swear on tv I was like <laughs> you can't really do Geordie Shore and not, can you? <laughs> it's like being teetotal or something. That's the least of your worries on Joe Day. <laughs> I was like, well, I tell you what, if that's the only thing that you're worried about. <laughs> but do you think I was going on like countdown or deal or no? <laughs> <laughs> ne- ne- maybe that could be the next venture. But do you think it has toned down slightly from when it first started? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Why do you think that is? Just because people are more aware, or? Um. So I've, I've, I've known, I kind of got introduced to the show through because I've known like Marnie and, and everyone for like a long, long time. When I used to know that they were on it, like the stuff that they used to get up to, wow. Yeah. I used to say to them, I'd like, you, like, yeah, you's all right. Like, what? And, but like now, like, I feel like, I feel like it's, it's very restricted now. It's that, like, it, you've just got to be so much more careful now. Mm. And, and I think it's the same for everything. I think it's the same just in general. Like, I mean, you can't even walk into a shop now without a mask on, so it kind of says it all, really. Um, I think I think TV in in general is just a lot more restricted as to what you can 
yeah, I th it has changed, but I mean, for what reason? I think probably, I imagine it's, you know, a lot of the time in the beginning, I think um, Vicky Patson has said this, like she, she felt pressured, not from the show, but from like expectations of others that she would have sex on the show. And mm. there's much less of that now than there was mm. at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and and it, it will stay with her forever that she did that. And I think maybe as time has yeah. gone on, people are just more aware that it yeah. will stay with you, can't they? Yeah. Um, nah, well, I mean, uh, I was a good girl. What what they choose is what they choose. And, and, and I do think it is a lot more restricted now. But for what reason? I mean, I've only been in TV for a year and a half. And to be honest, I'm still clueless now. So <laughs> I, am, I literally do what I do. And then I come home and I cut hair. That's and then I, I, I hope you've remembered everything that happened, I guess, when you <laughs> Never. <laughs> I can't remember what I did yesterday and I haven't even had a drink, so I never ever remember a thing. The only thing I ever remember is when I wake up and I've got to clean up sick. Oh, <laughs> that would be my one thing about Georgie Shaw. I'm a little bit of a, a, a tidy freak. And when I see that oh. house sometimes, I think, oh my gosh, that must just be, oh, by the end of it, the worst to live in. Can't even like oh nah. Well, I used to get one in the morning, and I swear to God, oh nah, hated it. Hate that's the one I never say. I rarely say this word right, but I actually hated every single human in that house when I used to wake up in the morning. <laughs> like, I literally can't stand any of yours. Like what is <laughs> like walking and to be like chips and your feet. Oh, Ill. oh no. Go on, honestly, I can't even. I've, I was I've, I was a cleaner as well, swear down. Mom, cleaner, cook. Well, no wonder you wanted to get out there as quickly yeah. as possible. <laughs> it's like oh, when you honestly, when you're saying it out loud, you know. I can't even believe that any of them would question why I would leave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the answers are fairly obvious. What about ever going back? Is there ever a chance that you might pop back yeah. for the odd the odd but, episode yeah, or pop in? But no, nah, I wouldn't go back full time ever. I'm really happy. Like I made the decision. Like, like I said, I've, the, the decision that I made was based on knowing that I needed to be okay and that I knew where my life was going. And I had direction, I had focus. And for me, that was more important than filming a TV programme. Very wise words. My girlfriend would now kill me if I went back on. <laughs> well, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear you've, you think you made the right decision. And I think... Um, I did, definitely. And, and, uh, and good luck with everything you've got uh, coming no up worries. in the future. Um, Natalie, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Any time. It's nice to meet you all. Yeah, you Thanks, too. Yeah. Have Is a nice rest of your evening. Take care, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. What, what, a, what a lovely woman. I think um, we've, uh, we've had, obviously, lots of Geordie Shaw people on in the past, but I think it's they always just seem much more like mellow than their characters on the show, don't they? Absolutely. Right, I think, uh, I think we have our... our Next and uh, possibly final guest, uh, DJ Fat Tony, ready to come in. Amazing. Hello. Hey. hey. How's it going? You good? <laughs> yeah, really good. How are you doing? I'm good. Look at you. You've got all butch. Apart hey, hey. I'm guessing you're talking hey, about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been trying. I've been trying, Tony. Oh. How are you? Welcome. Lockdown was good, you know. <laughs> I'm not the only one who thinks it was good. No, I, I, I don't think so. I've, I've, I've actually quite enjoyed it. It's, it seems to be a lot of people who've um, made the most out of it, haven't they? Well, I just think that for me, it kind of just like gave me time to breathe and sort of kind of realise what I've got instead of what I haven't got all the time. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. It made me, my relationship get stronger. It, it just, yeah, it was great being at home. 
I had I was I was actually saying when we did our intro to you. I actually I've, I've obviously heard of you before, but I came across um, your story and your and the story of your sobriety on the BBC Hooked podcast. Oh yeah, um, I love doing I, that with those girls. Yeah. Yeah, it was and 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 hearing about your 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 journey to sobriety and I mean it was pretty intense, wasn't it? Your your journey to get there. Um, yeah, was really it was really inspiring and interesting. Do you want to talk a bit about that here? Yeah, if you want me to, I don't mind. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. From, what now? Are we yeah, are we yeah. live? Are we we, call, we, we are recording. Oh, there now. you go. Right. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, literally, uh, for me, it kind of I I used and abused drugs and everything I came into contact really for twenty eight years, and it got very very dark about fourteen years in, and it continued to get even darker for the for the remaining other 14 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, which in the end, you know, left me with such a severe mental health. I was seven stone, I had no teeth left. I pulled them all out psychotically over the course of, it, of about a year to 18 months uh, when I found a new drug that had come to town that completely annihilated me. And all I ever thought about on a daily basis was death. All I ever thought about was dying, who was going to be at my funeral? What songs I was going to play at my funeral? You know, all of that stuff. The guest list changed daily. I laugh about it today, but at the time, you know, that was all I had to look forward to because my life had got so, so bad, but it had become so normal to be that way. You know, rock bottom had happened so long, so many years before, and life becomes survival. And it wasn't a life anymore. It was literally day-to-day -day survival in the sense of how can I get this? Who can I get it from? And, and where am I going to be, you know? And it, so, yeah, it got very dark. And, and the, it, it got to the point where I think it was a fine line between change change or death. Yeah. I literally got to that point. And, and what happened was one night I was in a club called The Cross in King's Cross and I was rocking backwards and forwards like I would do psychotically like this, thinking that I was normal, no one noticed. I was like digging up, I had one tooth left at that point, at the bottom. And I remember just like literally sitting, pulling at it. And my then partner came into, the, into, the, into that room. And he'd been barred from everywhere for years. <laughs> because, you know, he would come to the places I was working in and say, you're going to find him dead on your toilet floor to promote us. And I'd be like, bar him, he's just here to cause trouble. Because, you know, what he was trying to do in my head was ruin my fun. But yeah. really what he was trying to do was save my life. Mm. Um, and that night he came into the back room and I looked, and I remember I'd been out for about three days already. And I remember looking around and thinking, oh, I can't deal with this tonight. I don't have the energy for it. And, and he literally came in and, and I was sitting there and I was just thinking, oh no, it's, uh, you know. And he put his hand on my shoulder and literally, instead of like the usual judgmental, where have you been, looking to stay here, all that stuff. It was a simple, what happened to you? And I and that was that was that, that 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 magic moment, that gift from God, in the sense of it changed my life because yeah. I looked at him at that point and I couldn't answer that question. And I left that club that night straight away after that and seeked help on the Monday. And then it, it was a slow process of change. I went to treatment, away to rehab for six months to a place in Bournemouth, and I always say, I'm not sure if it's the thought of ever going back to Bournemouth that's kept me clean. <laughs> that's where I went to university. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. You know what I'm all about. I do know what you mean. Yeah. And, God's uh, waiting room. It really was. <laughs> and, but you know what? It was that something really magical happened there. It, 
something magical happened that changed my life forever. You know, I literally learned the values of life again. I learned how to to clean a room and how to, to have to how to shower and just to change my perspective on who I was. Because you know, in my head I was still this big DJ, blah, 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 you know. But to a certain extent that was true because I'd made it a life out of taking drugs. I'd made yeah. a profession. Yeah, I'd yeah. manipulated the system into believing this car crash was worth it. Do you yes. know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah. And it, and it took, you know, it was a long process. And, you know, now I'm 13 and a half years clean and sober. And um, I have, so, you know, so many things in my life that, that I'm forever thankful for. I have freedom. Yeah. I have self-respect. I love myself. So therefore I can love others. Yeah. I have all of this stuff that goes on. And, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, I love life. Tell, tell us a bit about the, you, you're doing, you're doing something called a mental session, aren't you? Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so just, I went to Ibiza uh, a couple of weeks ago, just the week that they announced you had to go into quarantine for two weeks. Perfect uh, timing. Of course, it always <laughs> is. And, uh, you know, but it was like, I've been, we come out of lockdown and I was like saying to my partner, we need to go on holiday. My partner at that point in time worked for BA, he still does, but he was, it was that same week that they were all going to find out about losing their jobs. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, babe, I need to go. And then they, this film, op, this program option came up, Hummingbird and Panic the Mother got in touch with me and I said, we'd really like you to come and talk about mental health and the after party. You know, what life's like after you deal with the mental health and, and you know, the recovery side of it. So, yeah. I was, you know, so I had the option of bailing out and I thought, you know what? Why would I bail out? It's come through quarantine. I can do another two weeks at home. It means, you know, it's yeah. for the greater good. So I went and did it and, you know, it, it was an amazing, amazing trip because I, I got to meet some really amazing people. And I, I you know, in my profession and what I do, I, I've met so many amazing people. But you know yeah. what? Just, you know, I spent, I met Claire who, who does Panic the Mother and just fell in love with her instantaneously. You know, she's, She's got a little bit of some everything going wrong with her, you know what I mean? <laughs> One you know, of those. She's, like, One of she's those. like me, you know, it's like all the ingredients, a little bit of Asperger, just a little bit of this, a little bit of OCD, a little bit of, she's got ADHD, I've got ADHD, you know, it's even stronger. <laughs> you know, all of that stuff going on. And I was just like, wow, I love her. And, you know, um, and it was such a great cause because, you know, Suicide Prevention Month is such an important thing mm. that all of us need to get involved with, you know, because mental health, mental health affects every one of us mm -hmm. even if we're having a bad day you know uh and, and we, we feel i can't cope with this anymore i can't cope. that's our mental health telling us we need to stop and slow down yeah you know it, and it goes it, it, you know there's so many alarms that we ignore and we replace with alcohol or we think oh i need a night out yeah you know, my life's in bits i you know what i'll make it better i'll go out and get drunk you know and, and, then, <laughs> and then you know two to three days afterwards your thinking is so stinking that you, the, the, the most diverse stuff comes into your head that you think would, would never think about. Yeah. That's, that's, that's ill behavior. That's like, you know, sad mental health. So is that what you're doing in a mental session? You're kind of talking about those, that's kind of stuff and what you... I'm kind of in this, in that program, I'm, I'm literally talking about life after. Right, when okay. you start to deal with that stuff and you start to look at that stuff and you see the signs 
and you look for the signs and you see, you know, the way to deal with it, I always find is to be more honest and to be more open and let people know what's going on for you. Because I, if you don't open your mouth, you don't get fed. And I kind of just think, as soon as you acknowledge that if you look for thoughts in other people, like your own, you know, the therapeutic value of one person helping another that's mm -hmm. gone through that stuff is, is unparalleled. And, you know, so when it comes to talking to, with Claire and, and Ian about mental health, it was so easy because they suffer with the same stuff that I've suffered with. Not addiction, but, you know, they, it, 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 it comes in so many different other shapes and packages. You know, it, it, yeah, it was a real relief to do that programme. It was a really good thing to talk about. Do you think the lockdown's affected a lot of people's mental health? Oh, so much, Bobby. You know, it, it's suddenly everybody's world's got so small. You know, we were we had such freedom before that. We, you know, we we're all doing going about our business at, at such a fast speed, and suddenly it was like, boom, mm -hmm. and you're back home. You're you're with a partner that you probably don't even like, <laughs> but you know, yeah. but it works because you're you both work different hours. You know, uh, you've got a kid, you're looking after, you know, it all works. And suddenly that power's taken out of it, you're left with each other. And, and you don't know how to cope with it. So people, coping mechanisms turn to alcohol or to, to other substances, uh, which highlights, when you take other substances, it, it doesn't, nothing goes away. It highlights the drama and then the thinking stuff. So people, mental, went, mental health went on such a rise because people didn't know how to cope, mm. you know? And, and then of course, when people started losing people around them and started, it started coming closer to home. So people started freaking out. You, you can know, see why, you can see why right though. I mean, cause it's, so, it's such an unprecedented, I hate to use that word cause all the time, but it is unprecedented. We've never had to live for anything like this before. No, so, never. So how never. do you cope? You know, no one knows how to cope. We're all just kind of muddling through, right? That's no, especially you know, you're getting these mixed messages from every, every program you put on. Yeah. From first thing in the morning, you got, you got Piers and Susanna shouting at everybody. And then it goes on and on and on, and everything throughout the day is COVID-related. Oh God, I had to stop watching the TV in the in the first thing because I just yeah. couldn't cope anymore. It was too I think much. I, literally, I think that was the way to do it. It was actually to, okay, turn it off, hmm. turn it off, and get back to basics. I'm very blessed that I have a garden. So we live in Pimlico. We spent most of the time in the garden, within our bubble. It was great. Do you know what I mean? And said, yeah, yeah. just me and my partner and my dog, and it was just, it was just. It was just, it, it would never have happened. That would never have happened if that hadn't have happened. And so much beauty comes out of it. Of but a lot of people didn't have that. Do you get what I mean? They don't have the coping mechanism. I'm blessed. I can go to, a, I can go, go on to a Zoom meeting and talk about my problems within a 12-step fellowship. I, yeah. You know, that normal people don't have that luxury. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? They don't have that avenue. Who do you turn to? Who do you say, oh my God, I'm not feeling okay. Who do you turn to? Because especially if you're a man, because most men, the last thing they want to do is show that weakness to anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my dad was like that. My dad suffered from mental health, you know, uh, and I was like, he would never ever tell anyone anything. Everyone was always, I'm all right. I'm a man, I can deal with this. And I think the key is for men to know that it's not actually a weakness. To sit back and it's open up to strength. It, you got it, it's, it's a superpower. It really is. Just to have, that intimacy where you can say to your wife or to your partner or call your mum or anyone and just say, mum, I'm really not struggling. I'm really struggling. I'm really not coping with this. 
And, you know, because as I said before, you, if you don't open your mouth, you don't get fed. So no one really knows what's going on for you. Yeah. And then you get that, oh, God, stop being so moody. Or what's wrong with you today? What, you know, and then if you're like me, you personalise everything. So if your partner is having a bad day, it's because of me. My, if my partner's having a bad day, oh, it's all because of me. Oh, you know, it, we, we might as well split up. You know, oh, that's where it goes. This is, so sounding, this is sounding very familiar to me, Tony. I'm worrying that maybe I need, maybe <laughs> but, I do need to get in this twelve-step program. To but do, do, that's our thinking, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, how, yeah. So quickly it will go there. Two a.m. in the morning is usually when it goes to it. You'll go to bed on an argument. You'll wake up at two a.m. By six a.m., you either want to kill yourself or, or you're moving out. And then you'll go back to sleep for 20 minutes and you wake up and everything's fine. Yeah, oh my God, I've been there so many times. This is like, <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, the, the, the interesting thing with you though, is, Tony, is that, uh, and again, I talked about this briefly at the beginning of the show, is that like most people assume that DJs are the ones, the last ones at the party, they're always the ones that like are going to be the ones on the drugs and, take it and drinking and stuff. You've managed to maintain your career and be sober. Do, yeah. do, do people still sometimes expect you to be that kind of wild person that you were back then, or do they know? Now? Well, do you know, in all honesty, I stand that wild person, but I, really? I have, I, I, I know now that I'm not the party. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm there to make, make the party happen with my music. So for me, I go to work, I do my job and I, I leave. And that's mm -hmm. the beauty of what I do today. I have that, that point where I think, okay, I've had a really good time. I'm going now. See you a lot later, especially when it's, people repeating themselves in the same conversation or, you know, it yeah. starts, I, I had this, I have an off button today. I never had that before. So years ago, I would be the last one standing. Everyone would be at my house five days later, you know, and, and then I'd still be taking prisoners and hostages. You know, uh, people expect, the thing is, when you know people from your past and they meet you in 18 year Frazier, they judge you on that chapter that they last left you on. Mm. Do you get what I mean? So therefore, yeah, yeah. oh God, do you, you remember this? Yes, I remember that. That's why I no longer do that. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. Saying? But you know, the more open and the more honest I am and the more verbal I am about recovery, I don't get that. That's taken away now because people, everybody knows. You know, I don't get people going, oh, you go and have a drink. They wouldn't dare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you having a laugh? Are you actually you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trust me. And, I, and whenever someone says, oh, do you want a drink? I always say, Seriously, if you want to keep your windows, don't offer me another one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously, what's, it's not pretty. What you've, you've obviously met some amazing people throughout your career. What's been kind of a, a highlight for you or, a, or the craziest moment that you've experienced? In, the, in recovery or? No, or both, both. Oh, both. I mean, you know, like, I mean, over the years, probably when I was dying, right, when I, at the end of my using, or every day I would listen to Mary J. Blige, No More Drama. That was the song I was going to be cremated to. That was the, the curtain closing song. And, uh, you know, um, and, and through recovery, I got to work with Mary J. Mary Jane quite a few times. And so I, I'd say that was a glorified moment. That was a moment like of, wow, because I told her that story about how I would listen to that daily and I wanted to be very to that. And, she cried. Like, there's little moments like that that I just always like. I had to pinch myself. Well, um, you, I I can't, can't help but notice you did you did um, Brooklyn Beckham's 21st birthday party, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, well, I've done. I've, I've kind of worked with that family quite a lot over the years. So you you're know, gonna do I, the wedding? I really love. I love Victoria. I, who knows? Uh, I love Victoria, <laughs> and I love I love David, and I love all the kids. I mean, you know, those are 
you you they get they, they get a raw deal, man. Sometimes you know, uh, and, and all they do is good things. Do you go on saying to you? Yeah, yeah. You know, they're an incredible family. Uh, you know, those kids weren't brought up by anyone else. They were brought up by David and Victoria. They are an incredible family, and those kids have are the most charming, charming kids you'll ever want to meet. So polite, and there's no like. I'm Romeo Beckham. There's none of that stuff whatsoever. Do you know what I'm saying to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, That's a, it's incredible. It really is. Yeah, and so the wedding, who knows about that? I got my finger. Oh, <laughs> I got my finger. If I'm not, there's saying. going to be bloody trouble. Let's just take it <laughs> Yeah, that's what we like to hear. Um, Tony, thanks so much for speaking to us today and being so, oh, you're so, so open and honest. And um, it's, it's really great to have you on. Are you in bed, Bobby? I am. I am. I'm in Bobby's boudoir. Oh, Bobby's boudoir. <laughs> We've all heard about Bobby's boudoir <laughs> on the gay scene. <laughs> Thank you so much. I could literally speak to you all evening. I was saying at the top of the show that actually you're one of the people that I'd take to Prezzo's and I'd say, right, pick what you want off the menu and I could sit and talk to you all night because... <laughs> Well, I just think I think you're just incredible, mate. So thank you thank so you much. Thank you so for much, guys. So open. Seriously, big love. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Any Cheers. Bye. 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 I mean, really, he could. Uh, incredible. What an incredible man. Definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, what a life to have led to be from be pulling pulling your own teeth out in a psychotic episode. Doesn't really get any wilder than that, does it? So. Um, yeah, what, what a great guy. Um, Honestly, what a great show. I love speaking to Natalie, in fact, totally. That was such a such an interesting couple of chats. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, probably probably going a little bit more in depth than we normally would about, about mental health issues. Um, but it is a World Suicide Prevention Day uh, and, uh, you know, important to talk about these things, isn't it? Absolutely. And like I say, Steve, that's exactly the key, I think. Anyone that is struggling and feels they're alone, open up to someone, whether it's a friend, a parent, a relative, a colleague, no one's ever alone. There's so many charities out there and numbers that people can call. And mm -hmm. that, that's the first step to just, just let someone know if you're not okay. Yeah, completely agree. So Bobby, what are you up to next week? Uh, will you be having any kind of uh, a viewing party for the first episode of Towie? Or will, be, will you be under the covers, hoping that no one will see what you're doing? Do you know what? No, no viewing party. I will definitely be sat there watching it because, I mean, so many people think that we get to see it before it airs and we never generally do. Well, we never do. Mm -hmm. But this time more than ever, because of everything that's going on with the world, I don't even know half of the stuff because a lot of the times we would be at parties together and filming the majority of the cast. But because we're all so separate and kind of literally just in bubbles, I really need to sit down and see what I've been missing out. Obviously, there's the Essex room in there and I'm hearing it all on the, on the download. I bet. But uh, no, excited to see everything. How about you? Busy weekend, babe? Yeah, I've got, um, I have a friend's birthday coming up this weekend and uh, we may be having slightly more than 10 people for a party, but we've got, a, we've got an ingenious way around it. We are, my friend, uh, I think I've mentioned it before, he's got a little studio where he works from. Well, not live, it's quite big, with a big shutter at the front. So we're just going to have a little gathering there uh, where we can all be kind of outside and, and, and a little bit distant, um, but still have a, a, a decent party for my friend. Um, so we're doing that on, on Saturday, and then I'm, I'm going out on, on Friday night to sit around my, my friend uh, David's house. He's just got a new place. So, yeah, so it's all, and, and also he just broke up with his boyfriend. So um, it's probably going to be a few Kylie wines and uh, 
see how we go, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be, I haven't had a drink since last Wednesday, I don't think. So I'm trying to be quite like, keep it a little bit placid because um, a bit like Tony was saying, sometimes you can get a bit excessive. Um, so I'm just trying to trying to lower the tone a bit. Um, no, not lower the tone, lower the levels a bit. <laughs> uh, lower the tone as well. Um, but yeah, so, so hopefully a, a few drinks, but maybe hopefully a little bit of a quieter one than, than I'd normally go for. I've got to ask, babe, what, what supermarket are you getting your Kylie wine? Because I have been, I kid you not, to about 12, and I just keep thinking of you and Kylie wine, <laughs> and I can't get a bowl. I think the amount of times we spoke about it, Miss Minogue should actually send us a crate each. I actually completely agree with you on that. Tesco, but it needs to be a big Tesco, not just a little tiny Tesco. Um, and so like the biggest of the biggest if I go in there what's the chances or is it still a rare find I have found it in a couple of the bigger supermarkets but never anywhere else but um, the rosé is usually gone pretty quickly so there's only um, the white and the, and the red left usually but you know you might be lucky you might be lucky um, well thanks for listening and um, I guess we will be back with you next week with, with another fab show hopefully with three guests but who knows who knows? <laughs> we had a great time with just the two. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we had a great time. Uh, Till next week, everyone. Goodbye. Bye, guys.